welcome to the Homeschooling Families Podcast. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. Today's podcast is really special. Trisha Goyer is joining me, and we're going to be talking all about helping our daughters prepare to meet their future husbands. Trisha has just written a book with Robin Jones Gunn entitled Before You Meet Your Future Husband, and she's going to be sharing some really practical ideas about conversations to have and moments to seize with our girls while we're helping to prepare them to launch out and start their own families. You don't want to miss a moment. I'm thrilled that Trisha is planning to join us at Teach Them Diligently in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, coming up this May 4th through 6th. And I hope that you're going to make your plans to join her there. That makes me wonder, have you ever been to a Teach Them Diligently event? If not, let me tell you, it is hard to even encapsulate what you're missing out on. Fun, fellowship, encouragement, equipping, laughter, growth, education, and so much more await you there. But what really sets Teach Them Diligently apart is the laser focus on lifting up Christ and the kingdom importance of our work in our homes every single day. It's amazing what happens when a great variety of people come together with one goal, to glorify Jesus within their homes and to teach their children diligently to love God and people and to prepare them to walk boldly through whatever door God opens for them in the days ahead. I invite you to join us there this spring. So go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash events to get more details. Again, that Pigeon Forge event is coming up May 4th through 6th, 2023. Go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash events to get more details. I promise you will not regret it. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast. I am very, very excited to have my friend Trisha Goyer joining me today. Trisha, as most of you guys know, has written well over 80 books covering so many different topics. She's she's done fiction. She's done just biblically based devotionals and helpful topical books. Uh, She's just such a gifted author and a great friend and one of Teach Them Diligently's favorite speakers. So uh, you're in for a real treat today. So Trisha, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Leslie. It's always fun talking with you. I love it. I always do. And I'm really, really excited about the new project that you have coming out. So I want to talk about that in just a minute. But first, why don't you tell us a little bit about that body of work that I was talking about, some of the things that that you've been able to do, because I I am so amazed at the doors that God has opened for you. And actually, the story of how he allowed you to start doing this in the first place is It's just a work of grace. And I'm so excited. And I would love for you to share that with our listeners. Absolutely. So I was a very young mom. I had my first baby when I was 17 years old. Then God brought me John, met him, married him. He was truly a gift. And we had two more kids. And as a young mom, I loved to read. I loved going to the library and I wanted to be a writer. And I remember sitting in the church nursery. I had my first one. So I was probably 19 years old. And my friend said that she was wanting to write books and something inside, like, I want to do that. And we went to our first writers conference together. And then when I started homeschooling, so a couple of years later, it was really around the same time I started just working on books. I started with magazine articles for magazines. I went to writers conferences and I'm like, I know they don't know I'm 22. and have like a couple of kids already. And I was pregnant at the time, but God just opened the doors. 
And then when I was on vacation with a couple of friends in Europe, one of my friends had said, there's a novel in here for you. You're going to find something. And I'm like, I'm just enjoying vacation, getting away as a homeschool mom away from my kids for a week. And God led me to um, hear this true story about some World War II veterans who ended up liberating the concentration camp. And a Nazi officer's wife was the first one into the camp. I mean, she kind of like what had been happening as soon as the Americans came and opened those gates. She started feeding and taking care of the people. And this is all a true story. And I'm like, this would make an amazing novel. So that was my first novel that came out in 2003. And since then, I've continued to write fiction. I love taking true stories and weaving fiction tales around it with a with a really strong faith element. All my books have the characters go on a spiritual journey. It's not just interesting, exciting events, but really the spiritual arc. The very first reader letter I got from a young woman. She'd read the German version of my first book, which is From Dust and Ashes. Wow. And she said, when your character got on her knees and accepted Christ, mine did too. Oh my goodness. So it's just amazing. And it's not like hit you over your head with there's a preacher and giving a sermon. It's really the growth of the characters, discovering their need for God in the in these based on true stories. So I've been able to do that for a lot of years as I'm homeschooling my kids. And then you know, parenting people come up, how do you do this? You know, we adopted seven kids in addition to our three biological. So I wrote a book called Calming Angry Kids for parents that have kids that struggle with anger, like some of our kids did that we adopted. I've written The Grumble Free Year, which is how do you not grumble when you have a big family and all every, all the hard stuff going on? So my nonfiction, I would say, have, has come out of definitely our lives, the things that happen, the things that I speak on, the questions that I get, you know, at the homeschool conferences. My nonfiction comes out of those and my fiction comes through these true stories that I'm just amazed at and I want to know more about. And pretty soon I weave these novels around it. So um, it's just a joy to be able to homeschool and then also, you know, to write books and to take my kids on experiences. They've been with me on research trips and they, they've been at book conferences with me. So they get to see things and experience things that most kids don't just because of what I do. So, right. you know, for so many years, I felt guilty because I'm like, oh, I'm taking time away from my kids. But I have definitely seen how God has used that. And uh, one of my kids is even writing a novel with me. It's actually due today. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's it's due today, deadline day, but it's just like God is saying, you know what, this was for you, but it was also for your kids. And they've got to see and experience so many things as I've been on this journey. Oh, absolutely. And I, you know, as you were talking, I think that it just bears noting how how God uses people in ways that they would have never imagined. Mm-hmm. It doesn't start out any magnificent thing. It is just as we follow the and walk through the doors that he opens and and then we find that he grows the desire in our heart to do what he's calling us to do. And he equips us all along the way. And he's such a good, good God. And I think that for so many of us, we've mysticized this. How do you find God's will when really it's it's just a myriad of simple steps of faith as he just opens one more door does one more thing, prompts one more thing, puts one more burden on your heart, and you just follow in obedience. And then you look back and you see all of these things that God has done and the amazing benefits, like the the experiences that your kids have, the relationship that you have with them. I know we talk about that all the time. 
the people that my kids have met through the ministry that God has given us, the places that they have been, the flexibility that we've had to like drop everything and go do ministry or go do whatever, we couldn't have even made that if we would have never written that script. Yeah. And yet God is so, so good when we just, well, he's always good, yeah. <laughs> but we really experience it so much when we just follow step by step with him as he leads us. Yeah. And I really think it goes to seeing what brings us joy. As parents, I think so many times, especially as homeschooling parents, it's like what curriculum will work good for your kids and what this and, you know, I mean, which is all wonderful. But if they see us living passionately for God and they see God working in our lives, if they see us taking steps of faith, it's an amazing example. My daughter's a missionary in the Czech Republic right now. And, you know, I helped start a crisis pregnancy center. She see me write books. And when she's like, I feel God is leading me to go be a missionary and I know he's going to provide. He's provided for you. I've seen him open doors for the center and for your writing. And because she saw the steps of faith where I was obedient and I'm like, you know what? God made me to love books and love reading and love fiction and love all these things. And I'm going to follow that. And then she saw that. And when she felt that stir within, she moved. She got her, she graduated from college with her bachelor's degree, moved the next month and has been there for eight years. And God has provided. (laughs) She's married, has a beautiful baby girl. She's married. All the things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I missed that one. But but again, a boy. She has two kids now. Two kids now. Yeah. So it's like that is amazing. But we have to. I think. I mean, that's part of the homeschooling journey is saying, you know, God put this on my heart, and I'm just going to be obedient. And it was baby steps, like sending out a little article to this magazine, and you know. For free, not getting paid for it, but those baby steps led to big things. And it is just such a great example for our family when we do the things that God puts on our heart. God has it for us, but he also has it for our kids. No, absolutely. We talk all the time about the fact that you teach what you know, but you reproduce who you are. And so as you, as the mom, as the dad are growing and changing and following and pursuing God passionately, like you noted, you are reproducing that in your children. Just naturally, it just overflows. And again, that attests to the wisdom of God's plan with the family. Yeah. And I just, I stand in awe every time I talk about it because he wrote a story and this the this plan for the way that, you know, mankind was to live their lives that is so much better than we would have ever imagined. Until we step outside of the way that he designed it. And then it gets kind of messy and crumbly and all of those things. So, which actually leads us very nicely (laughs) (laughs) into the segue time, into what we were going to talk about today. You have a new book coming out with Robin Gunn. It's coming out the 1st of May. So you're going to have it in Pigeon Forge, you told me. Yes. Um, But tell us a little bit about that book and, you know, just kind of what was the impetus to actually pen this one. Yeah. So the book is Before You Meet Your Future Husband. And my friend Robin Gunn, she's someone that I met at a writer's conference. Again, I'm that 22-year-old girl. She'd been multi-published. She's written wonderful books for teens and adults, big novels. And she just kind of mentored me. And we've known each other for years. But it started with a previous book, Before You Meet Your Future Husband, because we know each other and we know each other's lives. She would talk about going to these conferences. And she wrote these books for teen girls about purity and about seeking God's will 
well. And it's not just about these romances and buttery and butterfly feelings. And she would go to these places and they're like, okay, I'm going to pray. Like, how do I do that? And so we were talking one day and she was talking about, you know, all these young women just want help knowing how to pray and how to prepare for their future husband. And I was talking about, you know, I started praying, preparing when I was 17 and pregnant. (laughs) So I had done things my own way. I had, you know, grown up going to church. My mom became a Christian when I was about eight years old. Grown up going to church. So I knew about God. I, you know, during the high school years, my hormones and, oh, look at that cute guy. And just, I did my own thing. 17 and pregnant, I, I realized like I am off track. My boyfriend was out of the picture and I started praying and I started seeking God and I started saying like, God, you know, I bring me someone who loves you and who will love me and my son. I started changing myself. I started reading my Bible and and seeking him and seeking him for my life. And God did. He brought me John. We've been married almost 33 years now. Um, And so as Robin was talking about how she prayed and wrote letters to her husband and, you know, I had did the same thing. But after I was pregnant, we said, you know, I bet girls would love a guy to help them do that. So we wrote Praying for Your Future Husband first, and it came out in 2011 and it's continued every year. We get letters from young women that said, I was dating this guy. And after I read your book and, and realized that I need to be praying for his godliness and his faithfulness, and I realized that was not the guy right. for me, even though he was handsome and you know I was swept away. And then later we'll get, we've gotten wedding invitations. We've oh, gotten, uh, I mean, just so many hugs from people. I, I remember going into Focus in the Family, their big building to record there in their studio. And this young woman swept down the stairs and she was, I've been wanting to meet you. I read Praying for Your Future Husband and I got married last year. And she brought her book that was underlined and all the prayers and all the sticky notes. And it's moments like that when it's like, you know, as hard as my story was being pregnant and 17 and abandoned, I'm so glad that God has been able to take my story and Robin's story and weave them together in a way that can encourage and inspire so the first book is Praying for Your Future Husband. And we have a new cover. So it's re-releasing Praying for Your Future Husband. But we're, we also would have young women say, but what about this? So what about that? So the follow-up book is before you meet your future husband. And it's really looking at your heart, how to prepare your heart, how to prepare your mind and how to use the heart, hand and habit or heart, wait, heart, head and hands, which hands is basically habit. Okay. That what habits do we need to have? Spending time in God's word, just like we were talking about earlier. What does, what dreams does God have for you? Because if you don't even know, like my daughter, you're supposed to be a missionary or you're supposed to be a writer. You know, if you don't understand who God created you to be. And then you marry someone who's like, no, we're not going to live overseas. I mean, that's right. like, so you you need to know what God has prepared you to do or what things he's placed in you already, the seeds of, of longing and desire for serving him. So when you do start considering a future marriage, you'll see, okay, this lines up with what God has already preparing us. I think so many times we forget to prepare. We forget to talk to our kids about preparation. And it's just like, oh, well, he's nice. He's cute. He's He's a Christian homeschooler, so it must be perfect. Well, you know, God God has ways of guiding us and leading us, but we do have to take time to prepare. Oh, absolutely. And I would imagine that a lot of the moms who are listening into this are thinking, first of all, man, I wish I had had something like this. But yeah. also, I, I can imagine that a lot of them are thinking, I would love to see what she's passing on to them. I want to, I, you know, this would be a great thing, I would think, for moms and daughters to go through together because... 
you can pose those questions and you can kind of prick, you know, have, have, have them start thinking in that way. But then to have the mom right there to actually follow up in discussion, I would imagine not only would that be good for the daughter, but that would be phenomenal for the mother as well to to really think about some things in her own marriage, in her own life that she may have taken for granted or, you know, kind of glossed over through the years because you get busy and, and kind of get in the weeds a lot and you miss some of these things that could be could be growing in your own life that's that's not good. Yeah, and that's really our hope is that moms will come alongside their daughters and really talk through the things we have. Uh, we set it up as there's 30 devotions and we have 30 heart-filled questions and 30 prayers. And so the questions are what things you need to have God clean out of your heart right now to prepare yourself? What things do you need to be thinking about as you're thinking about your future? You know, it has all these questions, which would be perfect conversation starters, which again, sometimes moms are like, ooh, I don't want to tell them about my past. But I remember like, "Ah, I'm going to tell my daughter, not only was I a teen mom, I had an abortion when I was 15. And it's like, I don't want to have to tell her that. But I can talk to her about those things because I know like God has completely forgiven me. I was walking in darkness and he has brought light. It's not like I would be doing those same things now, but also share the pain and the heartache. I think so many times when I talk to moms at the convention, they're like, I want to encourage my daughters, but I did all the wrong things. But that is encouraging them because you're showing them. I'm not just telling you because I don't want you to have fun or I want to ruin your life. But really, (laughs) I face those things and I know what it was like. And so I think these conversations from this book can really be great because you're answering a question in a book. It's not like you're sitting down with your daughter across from the table and all of a sudden have to have this intense conversation. But you can naturally talk about things that maybe you hadn't known how to talk about that you can just open up to them. And I think it could really be a good thing for moms and daughters, you know, just because I write it, I'm able to have some of these conversations. But again, I think I would not be so quick to have them if it was just me having to like, oh, no, what do I say? What do I think about? What do we talk about? We already put the questions in there for young women to consider and that moms can use also as as starters to open up those conversations. What a great resource. You know, I we are all about discipleship. We are all about relationships. We talk every single podcast in, you know, every blog post, everything. This is what Teach Them Diligently is about is going for the hearts of your children, building those relationships. And yet there are topics that are just a little bit more tricky to get into. And you know, I think that the topic of preparing for your spouse, you know, there's there's one side of it that is just general. You need to be growing in these ways. Those are a little bit easier. But, you know, if you're talking to your teenage daughter from my as I'm looking at this and kind of thinking back on, you know, some of the ways that I felt and so on, you you want to be very careful that you're not, you know, like pushing in a way that's going to make them feel like you're you're wanting them to get out and find a boyfriend or whatever it is, because that's so culturally pervasive right, now. Exactly. And and yet, if we're not addressing these things at all, we're leaving, they're kind of hanging them out to dry. And so I feel like this would be such an amazing tool to just encourage those kind of conversations in a in a very practical way. So you're not you know, jumping off of, oh, that guy's cute. Well, oh, well, we should talk about this, which is, you know, a very different type of a way to enter that conversation than, hey, let's let's see what God's word says about the woman that he created you to be and 
how that factors into the wife and the mother that he created you to be one day. Yeah, and it's a, it is an easy way to talk about those things again because Robin and I are sharing stories. Yeah, um, even if a mom doesn't want that, at least at the beginning, doesn't want to share all her hard stories. I already shared a lot of my hard stories. <laughs> <laughs> you can say, "Hey, so Trisha dealt with this," but you know, we talk about contentment and waiting. We talk about maybe detoxing if there's things in your life that maybe would not be healthy for future relationships or in, you know, I mean, for us in general. We talk about forgiving yourself because maybe some young women have already made mistakes and they you know, worry about, like I did, I was pregnant when I started praying for my future husband. You know, all these things that we can talk about will usher in, I think, great conversation. And even, I mean, I found that even with my kids, sometimes you can talk about things and they're like, okay, and they don't maybe dig in right then. Days later, they might say, what did you say about that? Or can I, you know, what was, what would do you think about this? Sometimes it takes kids or teens to process things. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we expect, again, these deep conversations to happen immediately. But again, just putting those seeds in there, sharing the stories like we share in the book in devotionals, having the questions there. It may be you're starting the conversation when they're thir- 13, 15, you might be picking up the conversation again. You know, it just changes. So don't be discouraged. I just want to add that because I have my girls currently in my home are, well, one will be 13 tomorrow, oh, yeah. um, 15 years old, 18 years old. And then I have unmarried daughters, twins that are 19 and a 22 year old. So we have lots of opportunities for conversations. But, you know, the 12 year old, she's listening to me, but it's like, OK, whatever. Yeah. Mom. Yeah. Whereas the 18 year old that goes deeper. So but the, the important thing is when you do start talking to them at 12 or 13 or 14, it gets easier to talk to them when they're 16, 17 right. and 18 because the groundwork has already been laid. So this is a book that you go through when they're 12 or 13, but then also pick it up again when they're 17 or 18 and get asked on a date. One of my daughters, my 18 year old just got asked on her first date. They went to the zoo and, you know, but so we picked up the conversation again (laughs) about all those things, but it has to, I think, make it easier to start when they're younger. Yes. Just just so they to have those questions and those thoughts and those prayers going through their mind. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And and yeah, just having the conversations, like you noted, without without the expectation that they're always going to go somewhere. Sometimes it is just a planting time. But I it can't is. tell yeah. you how many times I have tossed something out there, really felt like it, you know, hit rocky ground, like it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> and you know, a few days, a week, whatever later, even a couple of hours sometimes, I'll, hey, mom, can we can we go in your room and talk? And, you know, it opens up a whole bunch of conversation once they've had time to to think about it, to digest it a little bit, to kind of wrap their head around what that could mean for them. And so I think that just being faithful to have those conversations is going to be so impactful for moms and daughters alike. And, you know, eventually the families that those daughters are going to are going to walk into and create and that, you know, the generational multiplication of this is really profound. Yeah. And that's the amazing thing because I have grandkids now. So, my oldest granddaughter is going to be nine in September. So I'm like, even that's my oldest son's yep. daughter. But I'm like, OK, this is something in a couple of years we'll be I'll be, I'll be talking to Chloe May about. Wow. Um, and it's just amazing. Like you see the seeds that you plant in your children and then to see them 
with their children. I'm, I'm getting to see this whole new generation and seeing, you know, that time we took to have those conversations, to go on those mission trips, to serve together in church. They were crucial right. for, you know, and yes, of course, you know, doing homeschool math and English was important too. But the conversations and the discipleships were, were crucial for who they are as adults. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And just to kind of give some peace of mind to those moms who are, who are you know, they've got 13, 14 year old daughters and they're sitting there going, you know, how deep does this go into marriage? Do you, uh, yeah, you want to give us some yeah. excited, how deep does this go into marriage? Yeah. So it's very, it's so I would say it's a gentle guide about preparing their hearts, their thoughts and considering who God made them to be. So there's not sex talks. There's, I mean, we'll just let parents, each parent wants to handle those things in different ways. We're not going to jump in and like, you should do this, then you should do that, and you should do this. It is more, what do you think God would want you to do in the case of pure purity? You know, how do you keep your mind pure? How do you make sure your your thoughts are on the right things? I mean, it's, it's really uh, definitely a gentle guide based on scripture that will, again, lead those conversations that will let each parent, each family figure out how they're going to talk to kids about the more the more detailed or intense topics. But really, this is um, let's talk about your heart. Let's talk about the things that you let fill your mind. Yeah. You know, are those are those things helpful that you that you are drawn to on social media? How would that affect your your future marriage if you are thinking about all these things? You know, one of my daughters year, a couple of years ago, she's like, oh, if my husband doesn't cry when I walk down the aisle, I'm going to turn and leave. And it could, because, you know, she sees all these little reels where the husbands are crying and like, okay, let's, let's think about this. Is this reality? Is every man going to react in that emotional way? Yeah, so it is thinking about what things are we thinking about that really may not apply, but our minds get stuck on. So again, it's very gentle, inspired by scripture, sharing our personal stories or stories of you know, people that we know, and then gets them to think about the application to their own lives. Yeah. So, so good. Well, I know that you told me that you all have something very exciting coming up before yeah. the book launches the 1st of May. So tell us a little bit about that as we kind of are winding down out of time here. Yeah. So we're going to have a launch team and it's opening up this the first week of April. So right away. And it's for moms and daughters together. So you come in there together and Robin and I are going to have videos every week where we're, you know we connect with people. We talk to we answer questions from the people in the group. So to get in there, you pre-order the book. But the cool thing is when you pre-order, we'll have the link for them. When they pre-order, they will get a free PDF copy. So right away, even before the book launches in May, they can have a free PDF copy. And then um, when they also pre-order, they will get a free copy of our first book, Praying for Your Future Husband. So it's a buy one, get one offer. So pre-order before you meet your future husband, you'll get the PDF right away. And then you'll also get a free copy of Praying for Your Future Husband that'll be sent to you in the mail. Well, and you'll get like personal coaching with Trisha and Robin. Yeah. They, yeah. to get you out of the starting blocks on this. That sounds exactly. like an amazing yeah. opportunity. They can post their questions in there to us and we'll, we'll help you. We'll, we'll That's answer them. awesome. I, I'm yeah. going to have to sign. I want to come into that group myself. You so Come in there. Yes. Right. Yeah. Sure. And so, you know, even if you also, I would say, if you mentor young women, 
if you know yeah. if maybe you might not have a teenager or a young adult unmarried daughter in your house if you work with youth groups if you work at the church if you work with homeschool kids if you have a son and want to know you know how to be praying for your future daughter-in-law i mean we welcome whoever wants to come in the group we're not going to say it's only for moms and daughters if you have which all of us do an influence on any young woman in your sphere of influence then come. We'll have the conversations. We'll laugh and cry together. Robin and I, every time we get in there and share our stories, we're (laughs) laughing and crying. So it's going to be a great, great community. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, I was actually thinking my second son is getting married this July and she did not grow up in a Christian home. She got saved when she was around 17. But God has given me a lot of opportunity. Like we even had a great conversation at the table the other day. She came over for lunch. It was just she and I. And so just able to disciple her through all of this, but but to have all of that in one lovely package that we can (laughs) walk together i'm i'm you know i've got until july for her so we're gonna have to boogie through this for sure i know we'll with my girls at the same time i even think praying for your future husband would just be so beneficial for yeah. her now because then it's like you know praying for his heart and praying for his habits and praying for faithfulness i mean praying for all the good things that our husbands need prayer for anyway it just it just leads them and guides them in in really thinking remembering that god is the one that can impact our future husbands even if the future is only in july (laughs) no i'm i'm sold i'm gonna i'm gonna get both of them and i can't wait to share them with my two daughters and my one current known Mm daughter-in-law that's coming along so trisha thank you again so much for joining us before you go make sure you tell us where they can find out about this new book and sign up for the launch team and then also where can they connect with you just in general yeah so the website for this is preparingforyourhusband.com. So just preparingforyourhusband.com. And that's a landing page on my website, which is trishagoyer.com. So if you put in preparingforyourhusband.com, if you look up, you'll see all the rest of the Trisha Goyer, everything. And you know, on my website, it's just trishagoyer.com. Social media, if you put Trisha Goyer, I will pop up there. And I love to connect with people. And if you're going to be at the conferences, come and talk to me. I love, love, love talking with people, praying with people, answering questions. It's truly one of my highlights of my year when I get to meet people face to face and just just make new friends and be able to encourage and inspire them. Yeah. And there's nothing like being at an event where you can talk to people face to face, where you can ask your questions and you can go deeper and all of those things. You just can't bottle that up in any other way. It's it's truly an awesome reason. And don't feel like you're bothering the speakers. I mean, uh-uh. that's like, I love it. I, my husband's like, you are shining. And I'm like, I know, because I love, these are my people. I love, exactly. I love being with the people. So don't ever feel like I'm afraid to go talk to them. I, I don't want to bother them. Like, no, please, like, please come. 100%. That's why we're all there. We are all there to serve and to get to know and to hear the stories. We learn so much from other people's stories too. And, and that's what I really want everyone to understand is, you know, we are there to learn and grow and be encouraged and you are playing that part for us. So make sure that you come up and talk to all of us, the, all the speakers, to me and David, we would love to get to know you. And I, I can tell you, Trisha's booth is, is usually hopping. So make sure you get in there and chat with <laughs> her too. So Trisha, again, thank you so much for joining us. I can't wait to see you in Pigeon Forge in a, about a month. And uh, yes. so that's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you, Leslie. You're welcome. To everybody else, thank you for hanging out for with us today. I am confident that this has been an incredible 
encouragement and a help to you. I think it's probably given you an awful lot to think about. Never forget that the Great Commission starts right there in your home. Those relationships that you're building, the ability that you have to point your kiddos to Christ in practical ways like we've talked about today that that help them grow into the young men and women that God has created them to be. This is your call. This is what God has prepared you to do, and we want to help you do it well. So have a great rest of your day, and we look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining me today. It's my prayer that every episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast helps to strengthen your family by giving you biblical and practical ways to raise your children and educate them well. We'd love to engage with you more, so check out teachthemdiligently.net to find out about the resources and experiences we offer Christian homeschooling families like yours all year long.